It's a god in the state of mind Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime it's the Garden State of Mind. Hello, welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, episode 55. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? Okay, Johnny Case. Hanging in there. Tough weekend. How, yeah, how did you fare out with your wagering this weekend? Um, so I was five and six, and you were four and five. Right. What's 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 better or worse there? It sounds like they're they're both under five hundred. I know that much. It could have been way worse. The Texans, you know, was a nice ending of the weekend for us. We both love the Texans. I still don't know why that that line was seven. Um, the the Eagles was a tough one because you had written off the cover. At least I had. I'm like, all right, fine. I just want them to win. And then you were kind of hoping for what happened. Like you, that's what I expected from from the first minute that they should have dominated like that. And then they actually end up covering. And then you, I got a little bit excited, even though I know there was still some time left. And then you know the six second touchdown. That's that's a toughie. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, I can't stand the uh, the prevent defense. I don't understand why would you be okay with allowing the skins to score so they're down at that point they god what how much were they down by 10 12 12 they were down by 12 so you're you're you know so that's two scores i mean have they never seen a team come back being two scores down within two minutes because i have so why why do you just let them march downfield I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to chalk it up to week one and, uh, you know, let the defense sort it out. I, I don't know. Then, you you know, that that night, uh, New England is calling timeouts and making sure that they don't they didn't want the Steelers to score any touchdowns. Yeah, they they really didn't. The, um, well, first of all, that was one of the most atrocious performances of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, as as bad as the Dolphins, really. It wasn't. They weren't better. You know, I have to say, I've always, you know, I've always liked Tom Brady. I love the guy. Love him as a player. I like Belichick. You know, I kind of looked the other way with the cheating and the this and then that because overall, you know, yeah. they draft properly, they trade properly, they cut ties properly. Tom Brady is the only one they haven't cut ties with. But, you know, it's it's amazing watching this game and. When you realize how old Tom Brady is, and that they're still doing this, and that they're still unstoppable, it's 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 gone beyond like hating. You know, if you're one of the people that hates them, like I've never been in that camp. I was hoping that the Eagles put them away for good. It didn't. I just wanted that to be us, but that didn't even happen. They win the Super Bowl no. next year. They got even stronger. Right, and then we're talking last week about how you know, oh, last season they just kind of muddled through the regular season. They still got home field advantage, and then they kicked everyone's ass in the playoffs. You know, I figured a little slow start this year. I, I, it, it's it's beyond me. Like, even the, the the staunch haters of the Patriots have to just say, this is the greatest t- team accomplishment in history. Yes. Yeah, their defense has done nothing but get markedly better each season since the Eagles – 
beat their ass in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But their their secondary was better last year. Their secondary is now one of probably the top three secondaries in the league this year. And 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 it, that it, that'll prove out over the course of the season. They're they're just dominant now. It's not even it, it used to be, well, yeah, they'll run up the score on you, but you know, if if you have a decent offense, you could probably keep pace for a little while. Now, they're going to run up the score on you, and unless you're an eagle, you know, I guess the Saints, I'm trying to think of just some teams that I know can score, you're in trouble. They're just going to destroy the AFC East like they haven't done in, in years. It's a like, I don't see them. They're not going to lose to the Dolphins. They're not going to lose to the Jets. They're not going to lose to the Bills. No. They're just not. That, they're they're going to wipe that, that, that division clean, and... You know, that's the only thing about the Patriots. And, yes, I admit, like, Brady's the GOAT, no doubt. Belichick's the GOAT. They, they have not, they've not had a competitive division since, I, I don't know, the 2000s? Like, early 2000s? Before the 2010s? Like, when, when was that division competitive? I mean, yeah, that, I mean, well, I mean, there is a little bit of luck in, in that, that's, that's involved there. I mean... You know, there was there was a few years there, you know, in the Andy Reid years where the Eagles would sweep the division, but that only happened. It was never like, as terrible as the as the AFC East. Right, it's only like one or two years, and I, I think I'm sure the Super Bowl year was a, was a division sweep, but yeah. and that's the kind of shit you need to get to get to the Super Bowl. So they, yes, they've been extremely lucky that everyone in that division is so incompetent. Um, but you know, it, it's at this point, you know. The backlash or hating them, and it's amazing just the journey we've all taken with them. We all, you know, they were like the upstart, and it was kind of a cool story. You know, the backup guy, you know, six round draft pick, and and you know they beat this this unstoppable team for their first their first title. Yeah, and then it's pretty, you know, good Super Bowls. You know, they had it back and forth with the Panthers to win, and you know, always bittersweet for us because we should have been that team against them. Then we finally make it, and then just kind of soundly beat us. And McNabb does McNabb things, and you know. And then there <laughs> throws the, a lot of balls into the ground. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, you know, the Flake Gate, and, and and missing playoffs, and then Colts winning Super Bowls, and then they're they're still like, I can't believe how long this is going on for. And Brady's better it, than ever. It's least... gonna span three decades of our lives, of our yeah. lives. This whole. Yeah. Tom Brady Patriots era, and I, you know what? Yeah, fucking, I, you know, I don't want it to end at this point. I'm, I, I, I it's fun. I don't know what the league's going to be like when there's no Tom Brady or Belichick in it. No, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I guess it, it, it opens the playing field again. But part of me, a sick part of me, enjoys having the see. If it's not going to be the Eagles, there's a sick part of me that enjoys watching the Patriots beat up on somebody every year. I, I mean, are we? We gotta be talking about Wentz and Peterson in fifteen years. Well, you know, uh, you know from uh, your lips to God's ears, I hope so. I mean, I hope so too. And you know, and it all starts with a Hallie Roseman too. Like you know, for he sure, know, he knows what he's doing. That's a big help. The um, Holy Trinity, right? Right that there. He, he wouldn't make that. You know, the Texans trades and uh, actually the uh, the Ringer guys were like praising him just for saying, "Hey, you know, reaching out about Melvin Gordon." You know what? What'll it take? We'll give you a seventh round. They're like, you know, at that point, why not try? He's anything? always a player. Yeah. yeah, he's always a player. 
How, well, how he's he's regarded as as one of the the strongest GMs in the, in the league, no doubt. Yeah. And this isn't even a guy that played football. He just knows what he's doing. He understands the game. He understands the player. He understands the talent, and he understands how to work the numbers. Yeah. I guess that would, did did he learn from Joe Banner? Is that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That was that was his mentor. Um, but you know, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. So uh, no, I was all I was going to say was um, going back to the Patriots, and and I lost my train of thought there. But I can remember just like just like nine eleven or the night that OJ killed uh, Nicole uh, Nicole Brown allegedly. And, uh, yeah, sure, allegedly. And uh, and Ron, what's his name? Ron the, Goldman. The, Ron Goldman. I can remember where I was, just like I can remember where I was when those events happened. I can remember where I was, where I was sitting, the the day that I watched Tom Brady step in for um, Bledsoe, and, and and win that game. It's like I can remember it. I'll never forget it. And now here we are, two decades later, just about. And I don't know. The guy looks like he could play for another five years. It's going to be a twenty-six, twenty-seven year career, right? You don't have to, you don't have to sit, worry about telling your your grandkids on a rocking chair. All you have to do is turn it on TV. He'll still be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Olivia certainly knows who the hell he is. Right. And she she's ten. There's no secrets so, here. There's no mystery. There he is. No, no, he's he's part, he's part I, of the culture. I forget who said it, um, but they 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 put a picture of George Blanda up there of like the oldest quarterback to throw a couple touchdowns or something, and he was 43. And George Blanda looked like a 1970s guy that was 43. You know, he looked like. You know, all of our uncles and, and dads and this old guy, 70s, you know, Tom Brady looks like the complete opposite. So, so Blanda was the oldest? Why did I, why did I think, I mean, how old was, was Moon when he was chucking the ball around? Was, was he like 41 or something? Yeah, yeah, right. He probably didn't get to the 43 number. I, I could have sworn there was a, a Raiders quarterback. Well, that Damn was Blanda. It. Well, no, I thought there was another one. Stabler? Maybe that's who I'm thinking of, Kenny Stabler. You know, Plunkett got pretty old, but again, I don't think any of these guys got into their 40s and were worth a damn. Okay. All right, yeah, so, I mean, Brady's, he'll, he'll certainly wind up being the oldest. Yeah, now I'll say this, um, because, God, we I, we have to change the topic, uh, kind of. Uh, I... I didn't sign off on Antonio Brown being the greatest receiver of all time or in the conversation. I know I, if, I feel like that's that's been just everyone just decided that that's the thing right now. I mean, yes, I, right. I'm, I'm not signing off on that just yet. Yeah, he's been great for the past I don't know three years, but the idea that you know he's been revolutionizing the game before my eyes I, just hasn't happened for me. You're not. You haven't noticed it yet. Well, uh, no. I mean, kicked in. listen. He's a pro, he's a product of the the twenty thousands, whatever fucking decade we're in, where everyone's just chucking the ball like crazy, and some guys can catch it and some guys can't. Yes. I mean, I, I you know, I'm I, I'm just not, I'm just not ready to have this conversation yet. That it's a foregone conclusion that he's instant Hall of Famer and you know so on and so on. 
Well, I think that just people just throw that out there, but you know, real football minds don't think that yet. You know, it, it no, takes I don't time. Know. I, I, I feel can't like, declare that shit. No, I feel like I've been hearing that of like you know, the, you know, what, well, you have to do this for one of the great, the greatest, one of the greatest receivers of all time, and I'm just like, I don't know about that. Like, you know, as if this is you know the foregone conclusion of it. And even so, like, uh, I still like the Eagles' chances against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Because despite all the fact that these receivers are just running wild, you know, in the regular season, when is the last receiver that won a Super Bowl? Great receiver. Oh, if, if we're talking about the great receiver of his day, besides Jerry Rice, Randy Moss couldn't get that Vikings team to a Super Bowl. Uh, then he gets to a Super Bowl and loses it. With the Patriots, <laughs> one of their rare to losses. To the Giants, yeah. Julio Jones gets to a Super Bowl, and he couldn't win that one. Well, uh, wait a minute. He had a good game, though, didn't he? Mm, I don't know. He had an okay game. I know he had a few catches. Definitely one towards the end. But he, uh, but he did not win that game, Johnny. The game was lost by the Falcons, if you recall. It, it was. Oh, I, I definitely who would Who could forget that Super Bowl? Uh, I, was, I was laughing because I was – Thought I was going to watch the Patriots lose. So tell me the big time receiver. You know, you've you've done fantasy more than I have, so you're what you know, well aware of who the great like fantasy guys are, which is you know usually how we're measuring these guys. Tell me the last great receiver that won a Super Bowl for somebody. It doesn't really exist. I mean, I I would think that um, I know Ed, didn't Edelman get MVP last year. And he did. I'm sure that Welker contributed. Um, I can't remember necessarily exactly games and stats, but I know Welker contributed. I know Dion Branch had a hand in, in well, some of the earlier. I'm, I'm talking about if we're talking about Antonio Brown as being just about a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, you Don't bring up Wes Welker. Well, actually, that well, well, first, well, first of all, Welker was ahead of his time. He, he, he was – one of the first big-time slot receivers that did what Brady needed him to do and did it better than anyone else. Sure. Right? I mean, didn't he kind of revolutionize that position? Well, no, absolutely. But, again, it's, you know, he, he lost a couple Super Bowls. Or, yes, he did. I, no, Wes I, Walker, he didn't win any. Are you sure about that? I think so. I think he, he missed that year. And then he was on to Denver. I mean, he got the he got concussions like crazy. I could have sworn that Welker was part of a, a no. Super Bowl. I don't think he was. Oh, that's a shame. Um, okay, so so forget about Welker. Let let's go back to Brown for a second. All right. You know, you can't declare him in the Hall of Fame today, but you have to admit that the numbers where they are right now. They're, they, they're, they're groundbreaking numbers. W- what he's been able to do. Now he hasn't been able. You can't. One player can't, can't put a team, or can't can't guarantee a, a victory, a Super Bowl victory for a team. It ta- well, it takes the whole team. It's it's football. Well, sure. I, I'm not giving them this this the championship now because Brown is there. That's what I'm not. No, they don't need him. That's the sad part. Well, no, they don't. They just they just traded Demarius Thomas, 
Yeah. You know, he was that I'm sure they, they wanted to have this little stable of receivers, of course. You know, now Brown's in town. Not that you know, that's not apples to apples. Brown and Demarius Thomas, they're they're light years apart at this point, but you know, they just yeah, they picked up Brown. It seems like a good idea. He's he's a top five receiver. He's available. Of course Belichick's gonna go after him. Because if he doesn't work out, they'll just fucking cut his ass. And yeah. they're still gonna win. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think when I was what I was thinking about was though it was just like I said. It's just everyone has decided he's he's a Hall of Famer. You got to do what you have to do to get him. And then now this is the reason why the Patriots are are definitely you know let's not even play the season. It's over. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I'm not down it's with sca- that. Now, was but it? it's scary though. You, you, it it doesn't seem scary to you. If you're scared, Johnny, buy a dog. Yeah, I, I love that. You know who says that a lot? Howard Eskin. I know. That's why. That's it. Oh, is, that, is that what you're referring well, to? Well, so, can we talk about our team? Let's, like, are well, we hang a, on a our, second. Okay. Hang on a second. Just along those lines, If I, I'm not scared as an Eagles fan. I mean, once you make it to the Super Bowl, it's anybody's game. If I were a, an AFC team that had to battle them to get to the Super Bowl, I think it just... It's got to be a little disheartening for, like, a Kansas City. Like, Andy Reid had to be like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I got to do to get, get past this team? Now they have Antonio Brown. Well, you know. I mean, and- A lot of other receivers they could have added that wouldn't have scared him. But I guarantee that Antonio Brown scares the shit out of Reid. If Andy Reid wasn't such a selfish prick, he would just declare someone an interim coach once the playoffs start. Because <laughs> that's the only don't do handy like that. That's the only chance they have. They get, I, you know, Brown, no Brown, whatever. He has no shot of beating Belichick in a playoff game. Zero. I don't care yeah, what Mahomes so does. So close last year. I don't give a fuck what Mahomes can do. He can't. He can't outplay his coach. He can't. I mean, if it's going to happen, it would have. If it was going to happen, I I believe that it would have happened this year. But part of the Chiefs' problem is they still have a shitty secondary. Yeah. And just why can't they get? Why doesn't he understand that they need a secondary? <laughs> like Belichick got it. He's like, ah, I need to fucking tighten up these corners and my safeties. I don't know. He's and they did so it. excited. Like, like run, uh, you know, drawing up plays. I think. I think Phil Sims gets all excited about some plays that they not Phil, whatever Chris Sims about uh some plays he's drawing up and stuff like oh, this. Oh, he like, does. Like, yeah. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Let him draw, right. draw up plays. They, great, they'll score seventy, and the opposing team will score seventy-one because they can't <laughs> fucking stop anybody. <laughs> it's that, sad. That, that's not how you win a Super Bowl. I mean, I'll just 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 for the fun of it, let me ask. Uh. Let's fast forward to January. Eagles have home field, and uh, they have the early championship game. They win, and the Chiefs are playing the Patriots. Who do you want to win that game for the best chance for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl? Oh, of course I want the Chiefs to win. That's <laughs> you know, not even close. Yeah, the Eagles can beat the Chiefs. I mean, look, I think the Eagles can can beat the Patriots. Of course. Not an easy, wanted, that's you, not an easy win. Yeah, you want the easier road. You want I, I want... I would love to be on the other end of Andy Reid in the Super Bowl trying to make decisions. For for as oh, great for as great as he is at making you know at, at making up plays, like he has no idea how the fucking game works. 
he's really tough in game. His I mean, you think about all the areas that he's always been challenged in, like with clock management, the basics. It's like the the coaching one hundred and one stuff that he that he fails to to capture. I don't know I, why. I have to go back to uh, to Kansas City and uh, ask ask my people there, like, you know, how are you guys feeling about the times yours? Do you enjoy this now? Like, I know you guys love the guy. <laughs> times but yours. How's that working out for you? That you know all that kind of shit. That gets old quick. For years, we had so many good read quotes. Like, yeah, I don't know how much. Yeah, I mean, you would listen to sports radio at some point, probably more so in the read era, I would guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There were always just a million great read quotes, like, oh, I'm going to go have a ham sandwich. or There were just so many good ones. And, wow, we finally reached a point where I don't hear those on the radio ever. You know, not even as a drop, like nothing. Times you would, yours, used to hear that all the time. You would think someone from this area would just play his press conferences. He must – I'm sure he still says it. He has to say Times Yours. Has somebody around here, like, named the podcast Times Yours or something? Like, what were we thinking? Why didn't we do that? It, it Does it – did they – are they still out there? Because we could fucking change the name tonight. <laughs> there, there has to be <laughs> – there has to be – a Philadelphia podcast or a Philadelphia article or something that calls itself Times Yours. There has to be. We'll name ours Emotional Intelligence after <laughs> Jeff Lurie. How about that? That's right. And the new iPhone is Midnight Green, but why could they make it Kelly Green? Yeah, that's a, what a miss there. They could have really marketed that in Philly. They don't care because people will buy millions of those things. Yeah. All right, so we um, we covered Brown. I think, right? Okay. We're good. Brown and the Pats, we're good. We don't need to – I don't care about it. What What were your thoughts on uh, the Odell Beckham watch situation with his $200,000 watch that he wore during the game? Right. It looked nice, I guess. I don't know. I know. It it matched. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't wear anything. I don't wear watches. I don't wear any jewelry, necklaces. I used to, you know, back when I was trying to get laid. You know, I'd have, I'd have a bracelets on and – and, you know, some pinky rings, you know, I do, the, you know, the whole thing, but I Did you wear anything. the Italian I, horn around your, your neck? <laughs> no, I never did that. I didn't have a lot Ah, of, what the fuck? Not a lot of necklaces. I still wasn't, like, a fan of that necklaces, but I would wear bracelets <laughs> and, and rings and stuff, and watches for sure, but I don't know, man. I don't wear anything. I don't know how you could play a sport, and why would you want all this extra stuff on you? That's, that's him. That, that's bling. You know, the, uh, I mean, a, a $200,000 watch... What the fuck? Why would you wear something like that in a situation where you could break it? If I'm ever in a situation where I'm able to afford a two hundred thousand dollar watch, that shit's gonna be in a in a glass case. Well, that's that's part of it, man. He's 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 got so much cash, he doesn't care. That's that's the whole deal. Like you know, yeah. everyone, everyone else would treat it that way. Why does the NFL care? Is it because it's sharp or something? Could hurt someone? Oh, really? I don't know. I'm. I... Well, I mean. It's kind of funny, like, guys are getting just annihilated. Someone's running at you, <laughs> like, 20 miles an hour, for, and you're coming from the opposite direction. It's a direct hit, but we're worried about the fact that the guy's wearing a watch and what, it, it might scratch someone? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's They need to get a fucking grip. Lombardi took, was like a little like, oh, he was, he was saying, oh, there's no discipline there because Odell's wearing a watch. I'm like, well... I mean, I don't know. Odell hasn't said – I haven't heard a, a word from Odell in months. So 
from that aspect, I think he's, you know, he's the, he's not Antonio Brown. Um, it, you gotta let the guy act out a little bit. If it means he's slapping a watch on his fucking wrist, I think we can all deal with that. All right, Lombardi's I, too old school sometimes. Yeah, he gets a little, a little too, too a little old, too much. School, but you know, yeah, I'd rather him wear a watch than you know, do you know, do some other bullshit. Yeah, uh, none of his stuff has ever bothered me, Odell. None of it. No. Nah. You know, and it's weird, you know, at, at this point, our athletes, we have to, I don't know, I approach them all kind of individually, believe it or not. Like, yeah, like, I kind of like Odell, so when he does something stupid, I'm like, oh, okay. When Brown does it, I never really cared until, like, the past month. I'm like, all right, I don't need to know about you every 10 seconds. Um, but if you told well, me... He's, he became a sociopath. Bro. Right. Like, he, yeah. he's, you know, recording people's conversations. Like, that's shit that you should not do. That's bullshit. Yeah, right. He's, he makes, you know, Tor- Torrell Owens seem like the most tamest motherfucker that ever lived. Well, God, even T.O. wasn't really hurting anyone. He was fucking lifting weights in his driveway. Yeah. And holding a press conference while he was doing it. Like, stupid stuff. But it was just spectacle. It, not mean-spirited. Like, Antonio Brown's fucking mean. Yeah. It, you know... Hmm. It's interesting, too, like, it is a fucked up way to go about it. He obviously sabotaged it at the end to get out of there. And no doubt. I was listening to uh, Tony Eason's brother, Bo, is, wrote a book or something. He was on a podcast, and he was talking about his book, and it's kind of like about how he grew up and, like, a little bit of a toughness. And he was actually, like, called out the modern-day player to task, which... You know, I'm sure you agree with this, too. Like, the idea of Kevin Durant, you know, leaving his team. Forget forget his shitty GM in Oklahoma City and, and forget that that GM traded, you know, Harden. But, oh, yeah. But but you're not even going to – you can't beat beat a team, so you join them. You know, LeBron did it. You know, Michael Jordan would never do this in a million years. I know it's the old guy thing to say. But he won it. It is. It and, really is. But that was when the NBA was better. We've had this and, conversation. And this is such millennial bullshit. Uh, you know, I'm not begrudging it. Antonio Brown should make every penny even more. He deserves it, okay? But but to, to strong arm your way around the league, um, you know, that's not good. Well, it's just the equivalent of cheating at a fucking game when you're a kid to win. I mean, how gratifying is it? to win a game when you cheated you know don't you want to win on your own merit now some people don't care other people do and that's the difference between somebody like an antonio brown um or somebody like a uh kevin durant versus uh michael jordan who wanted to be the champ because he built that himself and how about the raiders last night the raiders were impressive i'm i'm really Um, rooting for john green at this point like i have no reason to hate john green and everyone's kind of like just expecting him to fail and and oh all the money wasted on his contract I'm 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 rooting for him what the fuck why not well I mean look I'm, not, I'm I can't be a hypocrite I think two two episodes ago I was saying how fucking stupid were they for locking in for ten years and I still believe that but yes I love Gruden he's wildly entertaining he's certainly proven to be a good coach uh, I think he knows how to handle players and he's a tough guy. I, I like him. I'm glad he's a, a coach in the league. You need more guys like that, honestly. And that's but, why, I mean, that's why he and got he them. handled the situation well. Yeah. I mean, it's an insane situation, but yeah, it's, you know, what are you going to do? 
And yeah, I think he's yeah. a good guy for Vegas. So that you know, Vegas is going to need a personality. Well, they need a personality, but also somebody who knows the game of football. He's not some douchebag like bringing in a Chip Kelly who's just going to fuck everything up. Like yeah. Gruden, I think, is at least trying to build a team the way he believes it should be built, which is why he, I don't know, got rid of Khalil Mack. You know, I guess he just knew it wasn't the time and he needed to get some pieces for him. But Yeah, the Mack, uh, the Mack thing is tricky, and Simmons always destroys him. But uh, I'm not reveling in, I don't, you know, care really care less whether he wins or loses but why not let him be a winner why not let's let's i like it i mean everybody kind of likes an underdog story and the raiders are definitely that i honestly i felt bad for Carr. i i think i saw it i don't know if i saw an interview before the game uh i just felt like you know he handled everything well you know he had nothing bad to say about brown obviously he wouldn't he wouldn't do that but I was just like, Jesus Christ, you know, this guy, he probably went through training camp with this psycho. He was like, finally, I got a good receiver back ever since yeah. we got rid of, you know, well, ever since they got rid of, uh, they sent, what's his name, to the Cowboys. Cooper. Um, yeah, Cooper. And, you know, he, he had Crabtree for a while and that was working out. Like, he, it looked like he had the puzzle pieces and then it was, they were all gone. And he's like, wow, I got someone back again. And, and now here he is, you know, Brown decides he doesn't want to play for the Raiders just like the players, the, the teammates that you leave in the lurch when you pull that bullshit for no good reason. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know how you look people in the eye sometimes if you're an Antonio Brown. Mm, well, yeah, you can because you're crazy, so. Well, I guess so. And, and look, I know it's a business, too. Like, I'm not saying people shouldn't leave teams because of their teammates. I, I, I don't mean it that way. I mean. You know, they didn't even get a chance to see what well, what this could be. So yeah, I you know I have to say I don't know if you've noticed, but like Simmons has been subtly making fun of Andrew Luck, and also making fun of the fact that for whatever reason we're not allowed to you know get mad at him or or be critical at all. Like we're just like okay, he was injured, and so now we just have to say whatever he decides, it's his body. He's a player, but. Uh, you are kind of a dick when you leave your team a week before the season. You know, you know, like at least, at least, I don't know, just pretend or string everybody along. But it's just, I don't know. They're selfish, and then the, there's a little bit of selfishness involved with this kind of thing. Well, for sure, but these guys are all egos. I mean, I don't look. I don't know what the hell luck was going through. I mean, maybe he was like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." Who the hell knows, man? Maybe his wife talked him out of it. Well, uh, like you know, you, you just don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's it's all it, it, you know. This, to me, it's all like everything that Chappelle was talking about, and everything that our society has become or is becoming. You know, I still think Barry Sanders is a quitter, and you'll never convince me he's not. And I don't give a fuck how good he was. To me, it's just disgusting that he he retired. And I get that the Lions are a disaster, and that was part of it. But it tells you how debilitating the, an organization like the Lions can make you. They, they they wore him down to a fucking nub. He was like, "This is frustrating. It's pointless." Yeah, what's he gonna do? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I still, yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know, man. I can respect somebody who wants to walk away and maybe wanted to preserve his health. He's like, this is they, they, what am I doing this for? Nobody I'm be fucking brain dead. Oh, nobody knew for about nothing. Health. Nobody knew about health back then. For Wayne Fonts? Oh, I don't know that nobody knew about health. Not the way we Come know on. about it now. We, you know, maybe not the concussion stuff, but you know, your the aches and pains. Like, 
these guys probably feel like they went through a war after every season. Yeah, but you're you aren't especially you especially back then. Yeah, but you're used to it by then if you're a running back. Do you think? Who told you to be a running back? Come on, didn't you see any given Sunday? These guys go through hell. I didn't see any given Sunday, believe it or not. How could you not see any given Sunday? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? It's got one of the greatest speech halftime speeches ever given by Al Pacino. It's just unbelievable. Al Pacino's in that? He's the head coach. <laughs> I did that. Oh, all right, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yes, you, you've got to see that movie. But anyway, yeah, you know, they highlight a lot of just the the pains, and I think it's Dennis Quaid's character. He's like that aging quarterback, kind of like a Joe Montana type, and where he's just, like, I mean, the guy's he needs, like, shots in his fucking knee and in his back, like, after, in between quarters, practically. Listen, Bar- just, Barry Sanders is a quitter. That's fine. I don't. I could care less about Barry Sanders. And, I, it's almost like it's been so long. I, who was his coach? Wayne Fonts? Yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, it was probably his last coach. Yeah, I, I don't know who else was there before him, but all I know is the Lions never did anything. They've never done anything at all, from to my recollection. No, so he left. He left at the right time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Is there a chance we could talk about the Eagles? Years? The team we love. Why is this like? Is this a Philadelphia area podcast? Do we I, need to mention them? I don't know. I just don't, yeah. I just don't care about any of this other stuff anymore. I don't want yeah, the one who you're like harping on Barry Sanders. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking anti Barry Sanders rant. Yeah, you know, I want to give I want to give Simmons credit for not acting like a pussy like he normally does, where everything's problematic and and doesn't age well. And he, I, I could tell he's finally had enough. Uh, you know, I'd rather talk about Dave Chappelle. Did you Did you finally watch it? I've only listened to half of it. Oh, okay. So let's let's hold off on that. One thing I want to say about Simmons is, uh, and and I love listening to Simmons. I'm I'm like totally sold on all the Ringer podcasts. I yeah. love all of them. And I like Simmons, but I think he's got some bad takes. He's got some bad football takes, and he is one of the biggest babies. That I've ever listened to. Like, I get it. He's the boss. He runs the show. It's just that he completely shuts down people sometimes. When he has this, he's got a take and he's not going to move off of it no matter what. And I noticed this especially listening to some of the rewatchables where they're talking about a movie. It's like when he decides on uh, this player or this actor is the – they get this award or whatever. Like, he just – I don't know what it is. He he gets his back up when somebody disagrees with him. It's really strange. He's an only child. You could tell. Oh, is that what it is? He yeah. he really is. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's talking to daddy all the time. Only child and divorced. Yes. Oh, he's oh he's a he's a, a product of divorce. Correct. Got it. Yep. Yeah. There. Okay, that explains a yeah. lot. Thank exactly. you. I I wasn't sure, but now I got it. <laughs> all right. Okay, so on to the Eagles. You can sleep better now. I, I can. Well, well, now I'll hate him less because I, I, I like him. You know, I like I really love his podcast. I, I love his guests and everything. But he just annoys the shit out of me sometimes. But now that explains it. Yeah. It's just a me, me, me. Um, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts uh, maybe halftime on Sunday during the Eagles game? Uh, I wasn't panicked. I was mostly thinking about that we – we both took the Eagles giving ten and a half, 
and I was just like beating myself up, like, like you idiot, you're, you, you've been through the wars before, like, you know it's a division game, and you know, it, you know, it, it's too many points to let, you know, you know, you know that it's preseason, they haven't done anything, you know that no one's played in a game yet, you knew all this, you still laid the ten and a half, like what the fuck is, I was just beating myself up about it the whole, I was just was so mad at myself. And then, of course, well, rightfully so. This right. is what we were saying on Friday night. We said you it. Know, we we said it, but ignored it. Right. Well, I I wonder if I had had the money in my hand, although I did wager on them. <laughs> but it's like in that moment, if I'd had the money in my hands on Friday night, and I said, All right, "I'm going to lay this down on the table," I don't think I would have done it. I was really talking myself out of it. I was only approaching it from the Eagles fan perspective of, "Well, yeah, I'm going to back them. I'm going to say they're going to they could lay the ten and they're going to win, or they're going to cover rather." But in my heart of hearts, I knew they weren't going to be able to do it. Well, I just knew it. it. And it's the psychological thing of, like, I, I love the Cowboys. There were certain games I loved, and I was certainly wrong on a bunch of games too. But it, it, So it's really hard because of week one, like, like I said, there's so much stuff I loved that panned out, and then so much stuff I loved that didn't. And I wish I would have just done the Cowboys. I wish I would have just done this. But at, when it got closer to 1 o'clock, and it's week one, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Bet the Redskins? I mean, that's insane. I I was so excited for the season, and I was just getting so pumped up that I that there was no chance I could not bet the late a ten and a half. And I had to bet the game. It was mandatory, so I almost had no, you know, I almost had no choice really. Yeah, you were backed into a corner on that one. I think <laughs> look look looking back on it, you know, I didn't realize. Well, I knew that the Redskins' defense was going to be competitive. They always come to play, and, and their defense has been pretty solid, I would say, for the last two, three seasons. I Why I thought that Case Keenum was going to be awful, I don't know. Because he is. As far as I'm concerned, he's not. He's the last quarterback to take the fucking Vikings to the championship game. He's not terrible. I don't know why everyone writes this guy off. He Maybe he's average. You know, maybe there's nothing special about him. But the guy gets the job done. He knows how to throw the football. Like, he he looked fine on, on Sunday. Uh, yeah. he, he was the reason that they were winning. Yeah, that's true. I It, it just he's not striking any fear into your hearts. And that's why it's, you know, you get... No, I, I agree. I, I, I was getting caught up in it. And, you know, then the cosmic joke of it all is that the Eagles were covering. You know, after <laughs> being down 17 nothing. this fucking team played the way I expected them to play the whole game, uh, you know, that was that was pretty tragic, though. Well, Doug pulled his head out of his ass with some of the play calling. I, it, it was very pedestrian for at least a quarter and a half. Um, I, yeah, I well, the, the, the running uh, was tremendous when they finally started doing it. And then, yes, you know, Howard looked great and, uh, you know, Sanders should be the real deal. So that was a lot of fun when they were just you know, just running and running and running. That's fantastic. It reminded me of 2017. Yeah. You just bring bring one of them in. You know, you had Clement. You had, I mean, Sproles. There was a, a, it was a heavy Sproles game. How many carries did Sproles have this week? Um, I can look. I felt like he was getting the ball every other time that they handed it off to a running back. Yeah, he was, he was, he was really good. He was heavily featured, and that, that's odd because they don't usually do that with him. Yeah. Um, Maybe he told Peterson, look, this is my last season. Give me the fucking ball. Well, that's pr- Quit dicking around with me. That's probably true, too. Uh, he, I wonder. He had nine carries, 47 yards. 
Jesus, nine. It felt like 19. Yeah. Okay. Let's see receiving. Uh, he had three catches, 16 yards. But it felt like he had a way bigger impact than these numbers suggest. Hold on. Hazel, would you stop it? Well, uh, <laughs> there's fucking jingle jangles Sorry, over I there. Gonna, I was going to mute myself, but I'm like, It's tough to mute yourself when you're making a <laughs> comment. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was really surprised that when you just told me that he only had nine carries, but you know that's always how it is. It feels like somebody had the ball. I think it was they oh. were more. It was the situational wins. You know, he. It, you're right. Like by the numbers, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but situationally, he was yes. just he 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 got it done for them. You know, when the, when his name was called, so I think that's what it was. And I don't know what I was talking about with Sanders because he had only 25 yards, and 11 carries. He looked great, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's the real deal. If, if by the real deal you mean a guy that averages two and a half yards a carry, <laughs> I agree with you. You know why? Oh, that's why he had a 19-yard run. His long. Oh, great! So the other 10 amounted to six yards. Yeah, well, that was that's Doug's fault. Don't forget about those. <laughs> that's right. Put those on Dougie P. He's got to do a better job. But Howard had uh, yeah. six carries, 44 yards, and a long of 17. So, yeah, you know, that's three running backs with three plus 10-yard runs. Well, yeah, and I'm curious. to. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I wasn't sure how Howard was going to be featured, what they were going to do. It, it almost feels like he's the LeGarrette Blunt. I'm going to hit you with the hammer in the second half. Because that guy, man, he punishes – the defense when he's just barreling through the line. Yeah, I, he was. You know, he was getting an after. It felt like he was getting an extra four or five yards after contact uh, every time he touched the ball. You know, he's he's. I I wonder is that how Doug's going to use him? Are they going to feature him more in the second half of games? Hmm. I mean, again, it, it's it's so hard to say. Week one, so early. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know. I, I, I'm I'm still guilty of overreacting, underreacting, getting overhyped, getting underhyped. Uh, I I didn't even know uh, Malik Jackson got hurt until I, someone told me yesterday. I'm like, he did? Yeah, and I just I heard totally that on the radio today. Yeah, now he's out for the year. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, you, look, you can't make it through a season without losing guys. No, you just gotta pray you don't. You gotta pray that we don't lose. Uh, you know who? Don't even say it. And let's please not lose Deshaun Jackson. How about his fucking debut? Eh, it was all right. Oh, it was all right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not just saying that because he's on my fantasy team and he was one of the reasons why I beat you. I'm saying it because this is the this is the piece that we were missing. Yeah. It really is. It really was, yeah. The, the downfield threat. I mean, we got a little bit of, of it. You know, I mean, look, Foles was chucking that fucking ball downfield for sure. And we had some deep catches from Jeffrey when he was in there and Aguilar, no doubt. But the consistent ultra speed, you know, guy's going to get past the secondary every time. We haven't had that since Deshaun. No. No, it's so obnoxious that, that Kelly traded him. It's just despicable. And, and all the bullshit he made up about the, the gang Ugh. affiliations or whatever the fuck that was. It was so, so bizarre. Chip Kelly is just such a strange individual. Did you listen to Sims? Um, he, I don't know, the duty he's with has these next-gen stats from NFL. 
Yeah. And and like the fastest miles per hour this week. And it's twenty one, right? Yeah, it was something crazy. It was, it was, he was still up there, and even Hayden was saying like, "How old is he?" Or, or is he even thirty yet? I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely in his thirties." And I, you know, he's thirty one, right? I want to say he's thirty one years old. He was here in 08, which puts him at okay. least twenty two. So the I think, sure. So I'm going to say he's thirty three. Huh. All right. I'll bet there's a, there's an easy way that we could figure this out. We could. We yeah. We don't have to guess about this. I love how we we sit here and we speculate <laughs> on things in the age of fucking Google. It is funny. Oh Hazel. I mean, please. what what the hell? Hazel's really fucking going crazy uh, over there. Go to sleep. So uh, let's split the difference. He's thirty two. All right. Are you are you confirming this or are you guessing? Yeah, it's com- confirmed. He was okay. before he was born December first, nineteen eighty six. That's pretty fucking amazing that he's that he's still this fast, and and we wasted four five years of him being not being here, and and he was the fastest guy to ever put on an Eagles uniform, and probably still is. Just go. Oh. He he strikes fear in fucking hearts of defensive coordinators everywhere. Yeah. He really does. Now let's hope he there's doesn't. No way to, there's no way to scheme against him other than to just leave guys in the fucking end zone and wait for him. Let's just hope he doesn't, you know, he, he's done this the past, every every year, the past years, but then he disappears, you know, it'll be one thing. He gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it, you know, there's been no consistency with him, though. I don't know that that's on him. I think it might be on the offensive coordinators. Well, okay. I think, look, man, you can't tell me that, that D-Jax doesn't want a Super Bowl ring. I guarantee you he does. He never wanted to leave Philadelphia. No. You know, this team is the hottest thing going in town, as always. He's got a quarterback that I'm sure he believes in. I'm sure he would have loved to have been here in 2017. I don't know what your point is. Uh, my point is that he's not gonna just—he's not gonna let up. If 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 for some reason his production drops, I don't think it's gonna be his fault. Well, maybe they start scheming him out. I I don't know. You, you you're blaming the his offensive coordinators the past four years that he hasn't—he's been not, not been consistent. Uh, maybe not just his OCs. Maybe the quarterbacks. He was with fucking Jameis Winston for God's sakes. And whoever the hell, whoever the hell else was playing when Jameis wasn't playing, but he would still have days like he had a day like this against the Eagles last year. Was that last year? Yeah. So they, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't I don't know that it was his. Like, why would he just disappear? You think he was taking weeks off? No, and no, not no, no, running no. Routes? I, no, I don't know what. No, no, I'm not saying that. And, oh, all right. Maybe I misunderstood your point. No, and I'm I'm not saying he's. I'm not not saying it's it's injuries, but we can't. We can't expect this kind of performance. He, he hasn't been. He he doesn't always do it like this. There'll be, no, there'll be moments. No, but, I agree. Uh, I don't know. But there don't are know weeks. We can, I mean, what can we really expect from him? I guess is my question. Well, I don't know that Doug wants to always light it up all the way down. You know, I I think yeah. I mean, it sounds great, but you know, he has Doug doesn't want to throw the same game plan out there all the time. I think that the the. the the use of Deshaun Jackson is best when you sneak up on him. I mean, that's what happened on Sunday. Is two times they did it. Uh, is that even a game plan? Did he really sneak up on them? Like, that's just a mistake on the Redskins' part. How do you not let? How do you let this guy get behind you? 
And if he can get behind you with his speed that consistently, then that should always be in the game plan. Well, I, the problem is you and I aren't watching game tape, so I don't know what Deshaun was doing on every other route where he wasn't featured. There were a lot of, you know, out routes that, you know, I, I know I don't know if he caught some crossing. I, I don't know. It seemed like most of it was sideline work. But, you know, he was definitely being featured. Um, you know, I mean, at least on a couple on a couple offensive plays, but nothing big. I don't know if he was ever, you know, full burst running downfield until they decided for him to fucking just go deep and for let and to let Carson just, uh, you know, unload and chuck it downfield. I don't know. Maybe look, you lull him to sleep by not doing anything. Well, irregardless. And they they didn't have Josh irregardless. <laughs> they didn't have Josh Norman on him, right? Norman was on Alshon, I think. I don't know. He was. So, you know, there you go also. Josh, they should have had Josh Norman on on Deshaun Jackson. Is Josh Norman still Josh Norman? He's still pretty good. I'm not saying he's uh What's his name in fucking New England or Jalen Ramsey? But he's still good. Well, uh, I'm not. I'm not expecting, you know, a fifty-plus, you know, catch every week. But there, sh- it should happen every other week. I I feel like that's probably what we could expect. Okay. Oh, good then. I don't know why it. it the guy's been doing it for years, for years, and now he just he just advertised again in week one. Hey, I'm still as fast as I was last year, assholes. So, like, defensive coordinators should be probably taking note of this, which they probably are, but they can't game plan against one guy. You've never. What are they gonna do? You've never had him on a fantasy team before, have you? Jackson, I don't think I have. Yeah, that's why you're so pie in the sky about it. Trust me. He does not do this every week. No, no, I, I I know that he doesn't. I've watched him. I've watched his performance on you know on other teams. It you know, but I was always also afraid when I would go up against somebody that had him because you didn't know if it was going to be that week you, where he had you right. know he had 180 yards and three catches. You never knew. Yeah, you never knew when it's coming, but it 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 didn't come as often as it should have. Well, maybe Doug will change that. Right, and there's plenty of factors for it. Yeah, and Winston is one of them for sure. Um, Ugh. And I don't even know who was – I can't remember who his quarterback was in, in Washington. Oh, God, I don't know. Was that uh, Kirk? Oh, I guess it was Cousins, yeah. It was Cousins? Yeah. It had to be Cousins, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I don't even remember them playing together. Was it RG3? No, I think it was Cousins probably. It was Cousins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I don't remember his time in Washington very well. I didn't even when somebody said, "Oh, this is a revenge game for him." I was like, "Really? What the fuck happened?" <laughs> I I don't remember it being anything his time in Washington. No, it was just a sin. Do you um are you worried about the defense at all and the tackling and the pass Of coverage? course I am. <laughs> yeah, that that it wasn't very uplifting. I mean, they look, they stepped it up in the second half and I I do think, you know, look, like Fletcher Cox is uh, is going to – I don't think he's at, he's at uh, full tilt right now. Um, I don't know. They I think that probably some guys need to get a little bit healthier. But, you know, they have some problems in the secondary. Darby scares me. You know, he doesn't – he doesn't – sometimes I just question his coverage technique, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking quarterback, so – yeah, it, I, I'm not 
I'm not freaking out yet because even last year they were able to maintain, you know, with like nobody at the time. Yeah. But I remember but, being very frustrated with them in that loss against the fucking Cowboys in that game that we should have won. The secondary, you know, they they do this. They, they fall to pieces on certain drives, and they make quarterbacks look like fucking Bart Starr. Yeah, Bart Starr. Did you see uh, – rest in peace. Did you see <laughs> – did you see that Dak, like, went up to uh, Amari, and he's like, hey, man, was this – like, yeah, they're a touchdown. Well, this, this was – is it as good as a Philly game or something? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. You're talking shit already. I didn't realize. Uh, I, th- I was at that game. I didn't realize it was such a moment for him. It, it, it wasn't the moment in person. I'll tell you that. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I guess a nice game. I can't remember. Um, th- That was, I mean, it was an impressive win for them, I guess. I mean, hey, look, Dak, Dak doesn't have very many good memories. <laughs> well, wait, was, was that one of Cooper's first games with them? Uh, may, may, I don't. I think it may have been like his first good game with them. I guess was the point. But yes, I think it was. He he exploded on them. Right, we have like two hundred plus yards receiving that day. I'm not. Yeah, I think so. But I, I and think then, he did. I, and then I think didn't he have the overtime catch? Yes, he did. So I guess that's part of it. That was yeah yeah. We 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 can't let Cooper do that again to us, and it's inevitable. He's going to be productive. I don't know who we have that's going to shut anybody down is the problem. No. Well. You know, we don't have that guy. So, you know, the line has to get it done. They got to put, you know, that we need to rely on the, on the, on the line to, to get in Dak's face or get in any quarterback's face and force bad throws. Well, let's cross these bridges when we come to them. Uh, I actually just booked my flights for Dallas that weekend. It'll be uh, okay. It'll be me and the boy going down there. So there'll be tons. That's good. It's, you're leaving Hayden with no choice but to talk to you because <laughs> there's going to be nobody else there. Well, when's he going to talk to me? We don't sit together on the plane. Oh, um, you guys get fucking separate seats. Well, we fly Southwest and. Uh, we both we both like the window, and neither one of us is going to compromise on that. So, okay, understood. <laughs> what what you think? That makes sense. No, it makes sense. So you don't have to sit next to each other. No, what are we going to do? Chat it up the whole time? You know, I got my head. Oh uh, no, I know you're not going to do that. All right. So. Talk about Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. So, I guess uh, I guess we'll talk at a certain point at the game, perhaps. I'm, I'm, there's going to be a cats in the cradle moment for you too. I, I could smell it. <laughs> it. It's gonna it's gonna happen when he has his own kids someday. Oh, that's for sure. Oh no, wait, no, wait a minute. I think you got you already beat the, those that duo to the punch because I think in cats in the cradle the kid doesn't talk to his dad when he's older yeah. and he's got his own kids. Hayden's not talking to you now, right. so I don't know what the isolation's going to be. I don't know how bad he's going to ice you out when he actually has kids. <laughs> oh you might God. never talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda's upset about not seeing Chloe around. Wait till wait till Hayden leaves us. <laughs> Jesus, that... you, you may see pictures of the grandkids on Facebook, I guess, when his w- wife posts them. <laughs> right. He still never have an account. He'll still block. You know, he won't. He won't be friending me. Go... You're gonna be Linda. I'm calling Hayden. Uh, the line, the number you were calling, has been disconnected. 
<laughs> oh, that little prick. <laughs> well, so well, that's cool. So you guys are gonna go see the Cowboys. Yeah. What, what, so we'll worry about that? it then, huh? When is that? Do you do you know? Off the top I want to say it's October twentieth. Ah, it's a great time. Great time to be down in Dallas. Now. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I'm not afraid of anymore, and I won't think it's a good win. Is the Atlanta Falcons, and yeah, I know. So that's that's been you know this could be another week one overreaction, uh, but that it will be an unacceptable loss if we lose to the Falcons next week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it would be disappointing. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan had his garbage time points, I guess, towards the end, but yeah, they're. They're so weird, the Falcons. I just can never get a read on them. I don't know what their problem is. You know, Matt Ryan seems to be a good quarterback. You have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I always thought Devonta Freeman was a good running back. Like, I, they back when they had Tevin Coleman, I just don't know what the problem is. They even have a good tight end. Like, I like Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what their problem is. I, maybe Matt Ryan sucks. Yeah. Maybe he's just average in his, in his brain. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe what's wrong with Julio? Why is what's? I mean, why is he such? You know, this, I don't know. And you know, good on you with Dalvin Cook because you know that was a big difference in that game. Uh, it really he was. Just took it over, but how the Falcons aren't aren't showing up ready to win? I, I thought they could win that game. I think I picked them to win that game. It might pick them. Well, I mean, I guess if if the red, well, number one, Dalvin Cook just looked like he was playing against fucking Pee Wee League. Yeah, it was insane. And I guess that's it. I mean, that's the they the Vikings have been missing Dalvin Cook. You know, I mean, their feature back last year was Latavius Murray, and I, don't, I fucking forget who the who the other running back was. But you know, no, they have a real running back now. This is what they drafted a couple of years ago. The guy's been fucking hurt. You know, he that that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball a whole lot, and then you got Diggs and Thielen running around, and and once you back up the defense. Or once you get the defense uh, crowd in the line, then you know you can just let your receivers go hog wild, and those guys are fast. This is finally so the, the Vikings should be good. Yeah, this is finally the team you've been hyping up, actually performing that way, and yeah. they perform so well that I'll be stunned if Green Bay beats them this week. Yeah, I'm curious about what. Do you know what the line is on that game by any chance? I will. Yeah, I'm curious to 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 hear that one i'm guessing so that's in green bay that game i believe it is one second i think so it's in green bay um packers are minus three packers minus okay you know it's it's and that's a 815 oh wait no, no, it's what am i talking about i'm sorry i'm looking at uh they're, they're playing december 23rd also i was looking at both uh both scheduled games this year okay so so Sunday at 1 p.m. in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a, it's at home. It's at Lambeau. That, they, they got the Lambeau points right there. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. So that's, yeah. that's a nice, easy three to take. Um, if anyone wants to get a jump start on our picks. I, you know, I don't know if I'm there with you yet. So get, you, you can hold off on, on me taking the Vikings at the moment. Can we defend our picks, by the way, while we're on the subject? Um, so. Well, we can try. Well, we've uh, we've explained the Eagles pick. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. understandable. Um, I'm going to defend the Jacksonville pick that before Foles got hurt, 
it was I thought it, was, it should have felt like it was going to be a much closer game. Now, I don't know. Well, wait a minute. I don't, what? Uh, to, in order to in order to win that game, Foles would have needed to repeat his Super Bowl performance. Well, no, I, I was getting there. Of I don't know what's wrong with the Jacksonville defense now, and it almost it almost made me rethink all my Bortles hate that maybe his defense is just a bunch of quitting pussies because you know well, if they can't wait. handle what how do you give up that maybe. much to how do you give up that much yardage. Well, let's not fall into the trap. It's week one. Okay. They watch. They watch. Look, this is a team that just had the win. They, they had the wind kicked out of them, watching their quarterback, who they finally, I think, believed in. Well, which which are they which, finally, which point are you arguing against me? Because that's what I was saying about Foles, and then you said that we had to be a Super Bowl Foles. Which is it? Wait, 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 wait. What 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 about Foles? I, what did I say? I, I'm saying that that game would have been closer if Foles didn't get injured, because they would have felt more in it. And then you yes, said for yes. him to be in it, he had to be Super Bowl false. So, oh what no, I, I think that they, they could have. No, 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 no. I think that they could have been in it. I'm, I'm not doubting Foles. What I'm saying is, I think in order to win that game, Foles would have needed to play the exact same. He would have had to be on the same level as he was in the Super Bowl. And look, I maybe he would have been. I don't know. That throw that he made is like the best throw that the fucking yeah, was, Jaguars have seen in five years. Of course, it was. It was gorgeous, and I think. Perfect. At minimum, it's a back and forth game. Now, you know why? Why the? I don't care that it's the Chiefs. You give up. You can't give up forty points. Like what? What? What is the defense doing? That's insane. Look, man, the Chiefs might just do this to everybody this year. I'm trying to think. Last year, I don't remember which teams slowed the Chiefs down. I think the Ravens gave them some problems. Um, a little bit, but not very many teams slow the Chiefs down. They just have too many weapons. So we both had Jacksonville, and we did. So and I, I still stand by that. Pick. Right, I'm okay I, with that's that. That's what one. I mean. I, these, you know, I'm not really. Going. If Foles is in it, we got a shot. Yeah. All right. We both had Carolina getting two. Um, that was a horrible pick, I guess. I don't know. They were in it like most of the game, and I guess you know we just can't. We just, no matter what, we just can't trust the Panthers, I guess. I mean, the only one. We can't trust the Panthers. The only thing you could trust is betting on yardage for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. There's your bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, they're playing Thursday night. What's that line? Who is it? Panthers who? Panthers of Carolina. Carolina is giving six and a half. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) <laughs> the Panthers at Carolina. Tampa. Right, I understand. Oh, oh okay. Tampa. T- Tampa. Got it. Oh, so uh, what's the line? Six and a half. The Panthers are laying six and a half. Yeah. They shouldn't be laying six and a half on anyone besides the Dolphins. That That's, I don't know about that. And this is, it's in Carolina? Well, but Winston looked way worse week one than Newton did. Sure. Well, that's because he, yeah. Win, well, I look. I think Winston's horrible. I, you know, terrible. I, every every fantasy person I've listened to like all summer has been like, well, everyone takes Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and and uh, Bruce Arians is coming. Like, well, you know, if if Mike Evans is your is a top five receiver, well, someone's throwing him the ball. Like this was everyone's take, and I was kind of like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's all that it takes. Right. And you know, I was down to it to a certain point. I mean, yeah, you need someone to throw him the ball. 
but uh-huh. I don't know. I, hmm. I don't know. I think, number one, I think Mike Evans is one of those receivers that's really good at pulling down contested, you know, contested throws. Like, he, he he's a big, strong guy. So I, I don't know that Winston has to be super accurate to get the ball into Evans' hands. Now, Godwin, I can't explain. I, I don't know enough about him. So, so the Buccaneers lose 31 to 17 at home. I mean, other other than the Browns, probably the most disappointing. <laughs> to San Francisco. That's a, that, that's a very disappointing loss. It, yeah. And it makes. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe you do lay that six and a half. But uh, we're not. I'm not picking that game, so who cares? Um, I can't pick that game. Well, no, I don't know. It's Thursday night. I feel like I have to. It depends on it. Are, are we are, are we gonna broadcast on Thursday night? No, we, I feel like I want to have some action on that game. We would have to pick, not, have then. to pick it right now. It's six and a half and forty nine. Uh, the first half is three and a half and twenty three and a half. Um, and it's in Carolina. It's in Carolina. All right, I, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm laying six and a half. Whoa. I'm gonna do it. You did it. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I I think that this is a bounce back game for Carolina. They're good. They're gonna feel better. McCaffrey's just going to be hog wild, and Tampa Bay blows. Minus, I do love Arians, but minus six and a half is one twenty. By the way, minus one twenty. Ooh, okay. I'm down. All right, minus six and a half, baby. And, I'm laying the points. Forty nine. Um, so that's my first pick of the week. All right, I probably will too, but I'm not going to officially pick it. Oh, you don't have to. You can talk about. You know what you did or didn't do on Friday when we podcast again. Okay, yeah, that's always more fun. Uh, all right, I'll tell you, I want. So let's. Uh, <laughs> that's all you have to do. So let's uh, defend. Uh, is, are there any others have, that we need to defend? Here? I have to defend Seattle, and I can't defend it because uh, I mean, was, <laughs> I think I, I tried to talk you out of that one. But what were you? Why were you talking me out of it? Because Marvin Lewis is gone. Or why would you? trust the Bengals to do anything and then you know out of nowhere they have receivers catching things and like I don't know no no I, I agree uh, but you know I mean it's not that Cincinnati is without talent you know I mean when you think about Joe Mixon now I'm not talking about Dalton Dalton is I guess an average quarterback Joe Mixon's a really good running back Giovanni Bernard's a good r- r- running back out of the backfield catching passes uh, I guess John Ross is fine. Tyler Boyd, I always thought was a good receiver, so I thought that they had some weapons that could score a little bit. I didn't like the nine or the I can't remember if it was nine or nine and a half that they were laying, but I I, I didn't like I didn't like that nine. I just too yeah, much. I just I thought that the Bengals were going to be like the Dolphins this year, just and the Giants, just teams you bet against. They're going to get killed every week. Was my thinking. Yeah, I know. I I thought that if I'm remembering correctly, I thought that Pete Carroll was just gonna have a boring game plan and run the ball a whole lot because sometimes Carroll can't get out of his own fucking way with his stupid play calling. And you know what else? Like Russ Wilson comes out looking shitty sometimes. Yeah, and I don't know why. I yeah, I didn't think the Bengals are capable of anything. Um, we have one more loss to talk about before our wins, and yeah. that is going to be your loss. Of the Lions. <laughs> oh God, yeah. So, uh, so what did they did they lose by three? Lions given two and a half, and they tied. They tied. That's what it was. <laughs> I was almost there, man. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the most yardage that Stafford's had in a while. The problem is that the Lions also allowed Kyler Murray to laid it up, I guess, in the second half. Yeah. Because I don't think he – he didn't do anything for, like, at least half I mean, the game. So you got backdoor covered with the Lions and the Eagles, and for me, just the Eagles. Yes. But what are you going Yeah, the Detroit – the Detroit the, – that, that loss hurt me. I thought I had that one. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, now Pittsburgh. I remember, oh. I also I also took Pittsburgh with five and a half. They're just look. I I didn't expect them to come out and play like they'd never played the game before. <laughs> That's my only defense. Uh, I should have known. I think the answer is that Juju probably can't function without Antonio Brown against a good defense. I guess I don't, it, he's going to get shut down. He's the feature the feature receiver, and they're going to shut him down. God, we might have to add that to disappointing losses. The the Steelers, the Buccaneers, and the Browns, I guess, are top three this week. Um, fuck that. Let's get to our wins. So, uh, okay. we were both all over it at the Colts, and we were yes. we were total geniuses about it. And they should have won the game and went to overtime. Yeah, they should have. They should have. That was a great game. Uh, I was. I mean, I was impressed with with what I saw out of Brissett. I, you know, he he is good. I think a lot of guys are saying that he's he's a good quarterback. He just needs some time, and I think that that he is. He looks strong, and Hilton fucking went off that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually I'm impressed with the Chargers for coming out strong and then even winning that game in overtime. That is so rare for the Chargers in early season that it's uh, you know, it it really. Really told me something about them. I'm I'm impressed. I'm always a, a, a Chargers fan. So uh. yeah, I don't know why I was such a hater. Like I I you know I totally got the take about you know they they seem to lose the first one two three games of every season. They really finished strong last year. You know I should I should have shown them some more respect. Well, they, they looked good. I remember remember the conversations we were having about them uh, towards the end of the season last year, like they, we were impressed by Phillip rivers and the, and the Chargers. And, you know, uh, it, it could be another addition by subtraction with Melvin Gordon. might've been a pain in the ass behind the scenes. Who knows? I wonder, you know, I wonder, and good luck. Good luck to Melvin about getting, getting a, uh, getting a contract when hold on, let's, let's look up the stats here. Well, I, I'm sorry. Since when does a guy who's hurt all the time, you know, deserve millions of dollars. Yeah. He's always hurt. Wow, Keenan Allen had eight catches, 123 yards. Um, Eckler. Yeah, that guy just produces. Eckler had six catches, 96 yards, six Jesus. and 12 carries for 58 yards. Um, wow. Well, yeah, they got him and Justin Jackson. Yeah. Justin Jackson's, the, like, technically the third stringer, and he he could be a first stringer on other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to our next great win. That was we both love the Ravens in Miami. Uh, in retrospect, Look, the easiest bet of the day. I should have bet my entire earnings, like everything that I have. I should have uh, traded in my fucking MacBook <laughs> for cash and put that on the game. Like I don't I know. know what I was thinking. I even had one of my wins was I had the Ravens minus three and a half in the first half as well. So I had the half and the game. Right, and uh, that's that's fantastic that, for you, man. Yeah, that, so that's that looks like it's going to be a fun team this year. Um, well, what's the fucking line this week? Patriots uh, playing my? <laughs> is it like are they minus twenty two? 
is. They've got to be laying something substantial. You know what? They're not. It's ten and a half. Ten and a half. Now, a ten and a half is minus one thirty-seven. Um. <laughs> I. I mean. Come on. It, 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 look, I'm. I'm betting. I'm betting a lot of money on the Patriots this weekend. It is shocking that it's not a two-touchdown spread, but what, what is this? I, I guess. I guess. You know, they always have tough games down there. And maybe, yeah. maybe Belichick calls off the dogs. You know, once they get up a couple touchdowns. Oh, is he known to do that? Well, and and obviously he can rely on his defense. So, you know, maybe just a lot of James White and Burkhead, a lot of runs. I don't know. I think that they were stung by that loss last year. I guarantee you, Brady and Belichick haven't forgotten about it. And the way that they lost in, in that ridiculous fashion. They always lose down there. And they there. probably just want to – I know. But the way that they lost with that uh, that 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 trick play bullshit, whatever the hell it was, flipping the ball all over the place, they, they don't like that. Belichick, I, he's going to want to – it's going to make a statement. They're going up like 35 nothing in the first half. It, it, seems, it seems so low, that 10.5. It does. And listen – these lines aren't set by dummies. They're not. In the, they're not in the business of fucking this up. Yeah, well, they're the same team that that, that or they're the same people that uh, set the Baltimore line at minus seven. Well, what do you? What did you want them to set it at? Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, yeah, they they're only going to set it, it. It like I think with Baltimore, it was probably the, nobody knew that Lamar Jackson was yeah. going to be that good. But you and I both knew that the Dolphins were going to get stomped by Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, seven was a, certainly a bargain for us, but but we were also so wrong about other things. You know, we can't say shit until week three. <laughs> <laughs> until week three, I, I'm going to I'm going to trust Vegas on all this, and mm-hmm. you know, if they this is their line for week two, I'm going to trust Vegas and just be ner- slightly nervous about laying this ten and a half. That's all. Well, when when you see me walking around with a two hundred thousand dollar watch on my fucking wrist next next Monday, you'll know you'll know that I followed through with my my betting on 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 the Patriots. This are you gonna get it in orange, or are you gonna do like Eagles colors? I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna join. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna join like a flag football league though, so I can wear it <laughs> while I'm playing. And I'm gonna make sure we're playing like late afternoon, so I can reflect the sun off of it into people's eyes. Oh, oh like as, uh, I, as I'm streaming downfield, like Robert Downey Jr. did in the stands in Back to School. <laughs> exactly. He was a fucking menace that day. He was like, he he, he sure not was. Give a fuck. It's weird. He hated he, was, he hated football, and he was protesting against the the fascism of 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 whatever he called like neo Nazis football players but he was in the stands with a pennant and a pom-pom at the at the diving meet yes he was that was an interesting role for him look he's he's fluctuated up and down with his athletic non-athletic roles and uh in in that movie he was anti anti football i know but why but but pro diving i would think he would just just across the board with sports i wonder what well, well, do we need to get into the conversation of whether or not diving's a sport? 
Well, no, of course it's not. But I wonder. I love that movie, and I wonder how Ronnie Dangerfield got <laughs> Shakespeare for everyone. <laughs> oh, I love the Tim you're true. How does, <laughs> how does he get? How does he get diving? But only because he saw somebody on the Atlantic City Pier, I'm guessing in real life, do a dive and decided that this was his hook into the into the movie. And they're diving and it's clearly like cold outside. And and who the fuck is watching diving meets in college? <laughs> Nobody. To... Nobody even knows that you have a diving team at your fucking school. Text Chloe real quick and see if, if uh, she's going to the football game Saturday or the diving meet. Well, hopefully for her sake, usually they do the diving meets in the morning, so she'll skip tailgating, go to the diving meet Saturday morning, and then she hits the game. That's smart. Okay. Uh, you know, That's a plan. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you do both? The stands were packed at whatever whatever school that was supposed to be for the diving meet. They really were. And all the cool people were on the diving team, <laughs> which is even crazier. <laughs> yeah. All the big men on campus, they were divers. Now, do you know that that, that lame uh what's his name, Melon, uh, what's, what's his first name? <laughs> Melon, yeah, I know. What the fuck Well, I know this? Thornton Melon right. was, was Dangerfield. Kevin? Was it Kevin? It sounds, it sounds right. Um, I think it was Kevin. You, you know, he has ended up, like, he was in Jaws 2, by the way. He was like, you he know. He was in Christine also. In what? Christine, the killer oh, car. Yeah, he's older than yes. we think. I, you watch him in that movie, and it looks like somebody that's never even, not only not acted before, but never spoke to another human being before the way he was acting. Yeah, he was a very odd choice like he, for that role. He was fucking terrible. Like I've never like just just a horrible, horrible, horrible actor. Now he brings down his 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 parts of the movie are brought down. Absolutely, and. But but you know I think he I think he's become a good director I think he did some leftover episodes. Good for him. Um, oh, his name was Jason in the show in the movie. Well, he's got all that fuck you diving money, so he could just do, take on projects that he wants now. So. <laughs> there was those stunt doubles. He did his all his own dives. It, that was all him, man. You don't know. He's a fucking three-time uh, Olympic gold medalist, I guess. Uh, it was Jason Mellon. Jason Mellon. Ah, Jason, shit. Okay. Um, I knew it was two syllables. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, Leftovers, man. He directed, uh, like, four episodes. He directed Fargo. You still have to watch that. I don't know what you're waiting for. Well, what's this guy's fucking name? It is... In real life? Keith Gordon. Oh, yeah. Okay, I definitely know that name. Yeah, I didn't see him in much else besides, I guess it was Christine. Better Call Saul. And, yeah, like you said, Jaws... He was in Better Call Saul, no, or he's direct, directed, directed Saul. Better Call Saul, directed some Homelands. He's doing some okay. good stuff. Dexter. Yeah, I mean, clearly the oh wow, he directed some Dexter. Huh. So yeah, clearly the guy's been successful. He just wasn't an actor. God, he was just so horrible in that in that movie. Like, but it's. Uh... Well, hey, look, not all directors can act, and not all actors can direct. Clearly, this is an actor. Who can't act, but he can direct. Yes, he's he's made he's 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 done uh, he's acquitted himself quite nicely. I would say his and Robert Downey Jr.'s careers went in different directions, <laughs> to say the least. 
And Downey Jr. even had a severe drug problem and still was able to turn it into something. Yeah, well, when you're talented but, and good-looking, uh, usually you come out on top. Spoiler yeah, spoiler true. alert. E- even if you do wind up naked in somebody's bed after you were driving around all afternoon naked in a car because you thought spiders were all over you and chasing you. That's a real story about Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think I've heard that one. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember that story? It's like <laughs> somebody came home and he's laying in their fucking bed <laughs> in like a residential neighborhood. He thought he was. He just thought he was filming less than zero. He was waiting for someone director to say cut. Oh god, less than zero. Yikes! That 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 movie turns my stomach. Yeah, I hear you. James Spader pimping him out. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. It's uh, a tough turn of events. And he wasn't pimping him out to hot milfs either. <laughs> no. It's uh hasn't aged well for me, Johnny. It never it wasn't aging well at the time. No, no, no. That one didn't yes. It was the wrong age then, it's the wrong age now. <laughs> Disgusting. Good movie though. I like that movie. was that Michael J. Fox? No, uh, Less Than Zero was uh Jamie Gertz. Yes, love her. Uh James Yeah, likewise. Uh James Spader. And God damn it, it's Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Andrew McCarthy. No, the other one. Yes. No, it was Andrew Andrew McCarthy. It was. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy from uh, Mannequin. Yeah. I thought that was. Hold it. Is that the other guy? Andrew. Well, it's Andrew McCarthy. The other guy is. I don't even know his fucking name. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. uh, well, Weekend at Bernie's is Andrew McCarthy and another guy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's uh, he's got a he's got a Jewish name. The other guy, I can't remember. Isn't this fun? Listening to old guys. It is. It, well, yeah. I mean, I feel things. bad for listeners now, as we're like, "Hey, what about uh, what's his name?" And I'm like, "Isn't it this guy?" And you're like, "No, it's not." No, it's the other guy. And we go back and forth <laughs> for a fucking minute. Yeah, we, we don't name any names. Just this guy or the other guy. And then we, and then people wait for us to Google something. All right, you're correct. It is Andrew Andrew McCarthy is in less than zero. Yes, correct. Now, what movie am I? What, what's the weekend at Bernie's guy? What else was? <laughs> forget. Who cares. All right, so it wasn't him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> back to school. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got to back to school. Let's stay on it. Well, where did back that come school. from? I'm not sure how much more we can do other than we were talking about how nobody gives a shit about diving at most universities. But, you know, you watch these movies and they feature like a sport that nobody cares about. And they make pretend like the people are actually there to watch it. Well, how often does that happen when there's a crazy sport, though? I don't know. I'm not going to make people sit here and listen while I think. <laughs> but I feel, I, I feel like it's a plot device that's used that was used often in like the 80s. And maybe even a little bit in the nineties. Now, does like that that tall chick seem to be very interested in Jason? You know, despite yes. what a little nerdy was. There's no way in in real life. Valerie she, Desmond. She, no. Does she? But I mean, does she, was she really turned on by divers too? I guess so. Yeah, she loved when. She loved when a cold wind would, would catch them as they were getting out of the water so that their penises shrank to the size of a fucking, you know, tiny walnut. 
<laughs> what's what's more unbelievable about that movie? The uh, the dorm that turned into an all luxury suite with hot tubs and at parties, <laughs> or the Jason and Kurt Vonnegut Kurt, stopping yeah, by. Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut shows up, or that that Jason Mellon actually banged this chick and or said I love you, I really love you, or some some weird line reading, and she <laughs> and she like loved him back. <laughs> Yeah, That's crazy. that 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 was more far fetched. I totally bought. I could buy into Rodney Dangerfield, you know, owning the entire top floor of a dorm <laughs> and turning it into a penthouse with a fucking elevator, you know, rolling right into it. Yes, that made a lot of sense. Jason falling in love with a hot chick and her loving him back. Absolutely not. No. Uh, uh, and then you know, but you know, welcome to an '80s movie. <laughs> that happens left and right. Now I will be at the University of Alabama in two weeks. Hmm. I wonder if I can do a Thornton Mellon esque wander into a sorority house and then kind of make my way up the stairs because no one hears me, like I'm in a half a Three's Company episode. And then decide to just walk on into the showers to see if my pretend my son is there, and then just Ooh. and check out the talent. Is this? I was hoping you weren't you were going down this path. <laughs> I would say, try not to do that. <laughs> I'm sure that you could. <laughs> I'm sure that you absolutely could. And I think that your daughter will disown you if something like this. Happens. I want. I want to say that that scene was just gratuitous. It was and a little. I mean, a tad far fetched. I, would you say that it hasn't aged well? <laughs> it hasn't aged well now that I have an 18-year-old daughter, a freshman in a sorority. No, it has not aged, right. aged well at all. What has aged worse, that or Porky's, where the guys are staring through <laughs> the hole in the wall into the girl's shower? <laughs> oh, that hole in the wall, that's caused a lot of problems in modern times. It sure, it sure has. Aaron Andrews. Who else? And- Aaron Andrews, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. She was a victim of that. And uh, it's every guy's dream that they, you know, there was some hole they could look through and see naked ladies. I, I guess back then I was <laughs> like, wow, that's great. Yeah. What the hell? It seems easy to do. Just get a drill. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. You pop a hole in the wall. Sure. And you, you, you're set. Yep. But I would say that probably aged worse than Thornton Mellon accidentally walking into a shower <laughs> i love that shit when they're just like the, i hate that in movies where it's so it's, it's just so dopey they're walking around and yeah well there was always just gratuitous nudity especially in the 80s yeah i hate that looking the other way that you know that three's company you know oh you know like you know, we're missing not understanding what we're talking about in a conversation i hate when when shows or movies do that yeah, no, I I know, but they you know they do it all the time. It's just poor writing. I was in a conversation like this last week, or two days ago. We were all here drinking, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like everybody was on the wrong part of the conversation, and it was literally like, well, "How so?" I I can't remember now. I was drinking tequila, but ah. I just remembered it was it it, it just wasn't stopping. Like the the confusion kept on going. Like we're you know we everyone just kept using pronouns instead of the person's name at a certain point. I'm like, what we we got to stop this right now? But no one knows what we're talking about. 
<laughs> Nobody, everyone was having their own conversation. Yeah, it was Johnny Sack and, no, it was Hesh and uh, Tony. Hesh and Tony, yeah. Uh, do we do we do that all the time on the podcast? Uh, well, occasionally. It happens. We, we were having two different Deshaun Jackson conversations tonight. I know that. I guess we were. Well, I'll have to go back and I'll, I'll li- go back and listen as I always do. We had a few Nick Foles and, uh, conversations that were weren't on the same page. But, uh, no, not at all. But, I, all that I said was, look, I thought that the reason why I took the points is because I thought they had a chance with Foles. I believe in Foles. I'm devastated that he got injured. Yeah. I wanted to see him, you know, be there at the in the, at the end, or at least in the championship they, games. That's not going to happen. And they still shouldn't have collapsed like that. I. That's why I kind of wanted more from that defense. Like, all right, now buckle down yeah. a little bit. You don't know he's out for the season yet. Um, well, well, look, maybe the season bears out that the Chiefs do that to everybody, and it doesn't matter what your defense is like. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah, sure, they'll do it to everybody until midway through January. Uh, in New England. Well, right. I mean, wait until Reed gets a hold of a, a playoff playbook, yeah. and then all bets are off. I understand. Maybe they, they, maybe they hypnotize Reed and tell him it's September. Or what do they do? <laughs> That's a good idea. Hey, it's the it's the uh, the game after the bye week because he always wins those. So you just yes. hypnotize him into thinking that it's it's the game after the bye, or or just drug him, right? Like, dude, like give him some Benadryl or something and knock him out, and then sounds like a an eighties uh, comedy, <laughs> right? Go on, all right. So then you, I'm thinking like a, a weekend at Bernie's, and then you just kind of, and then you just you just lock him up somewhere, and then you just right. find some big fat. Oh, wouldn't you rather have the Andy Reid impersonator in the stands? managing your football team game day than Andy Reid. I don't know that anyone would know if if it was him That's or not. That's what you do. You 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 club Andy with the, in a, in the head, knock him out, lock him up in January. You get his impersonator, put him on the sidelines, and you either A, let the impersonator make all the calls and game decisions, or B, right. just have somebody smart upstairs, you know, just telling the guy, the impersonator what to do. Either way, it's way better options. It's not too late to email that that idea into the GM. I guess you'd have to email it into the owner. It's going to take action on the owner's part to make this happen. This is that's. I mean, I think that's their only legitimate chance. Look, maybe this is the year. Oh no, wait, that's right. Antonio Brown's in New England. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Can- can Andy Reid find some more wife and child beaters on the scrap heap he could add to the team by then too? That's the problem. He's he's running he's running out. He, he, you know, uh, Hunt is gone now. Ty Free, Tyreek Hill is uh, injured. He's he's at least one wife beater short on his roster. Yeah, he should go like the Shawshank or something and, and try to pick up a few players there. Right. Yeah. Why isn't he recruiting? It. That's a good idea. At prisons. Uh, you know. All we all we do is solve problems here at Garden State of Mind, Johnny. I just I, I I could just be saving everyone in Kansas City's life right now. Only me, you, and our statey listeners realize yeah. that that we solve prob we solve at least two to three problems every Minimum. episode and solve them well. I, I know I'm being modest, I'm trying to be modest. Two to three. So uh, modest estimate. Let's sum up here. You're gonna take mm. you're gonna take the Panthers minus six and a half. 
Correct. I I probably am leaning that way too, but not officially. So Okay. But, uh, well then I you're not officially going to get credit when the Panthers No. Come no, I won't on I won't Thursday get night. credit. All right. Um, so I'm the only one picking. While we're on the subject, let me see what the first half is. That's my favorite bet anyway. Uh, they're okay. giving three and a half. Carolina's giving three and a half in the first half. And it's, That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I definitely like that. I'll do that. And in fact, so I'm so now I'm going two. So I'm taking the first half bet and then the game bet. Oh. All right. Okay. So so I'm laying three and a half in the first half. Yes, minus one twenty nine. Okay. Okay. And then. All right. All right. Book it. It's booked. Lock, lock it up. I like that. That's a great way to start the week. I hope that, I hope that those are both easy victories for me, and then I coast into maybe going seven out of seven on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, that's my that's my hope. I'm glad you know we're both one game under five hundred. Um, it feels like I'm like winless. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It felt like a ten percent winning percentage. It honestly did. I, I could take no joy in in the Ravens. The, the the Eagles not covering with six seconds left was, you know, the loss of the year thus far. Uh, I actually laughed though <laughs> when it happened. I was laughing. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? And uh, yeah, but uh, you know, we'll get better. You know, I, that's a that's a tough one to say we didn't cover on. Like when like when we're going back on the year and trying not to be homers. I mean, we're certainly homers, but God damn it, they were covered. But, oh well, fuck it. <laughs> I know it's funny. I was because uh, we, you know, we were at we were at Cuz's house watching the game, and my dad I was sitting with my dad, and you know, it was literally the just the the final seconds there when the Redskins, you know, fucked everything up, and I just started laughing, and my dad's like, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> I said, "Oh, well, because Jeff has money on it. I have money on it." <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mike has money on it. I said it's just kind of funny that we all lost in the in the final seconds here of the game, and the fact that I knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. I said that's why I'm laughing at that. Right, and we didn't deserve to be in that position. But I mean, let's flip it around. We go into that game knowing to be cautious. Let's say we're like, yes, you know what? We did. We know the Redskins play them tough, even if they do, you know, end up losing by 14, you typically or whatever. Let's take those ten and a half. Can you imagine being on that end of it? Take I it, know. Taking the ten and a half, up seventeen, and then not covering? Holy fuck. That would have been that loss might have been worse. Well that would have been feeling, worse. That, feeling, that would have been an alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the feeling would have been horrible. Like how But the problem is that would have been the right bet. And we would have felt great. Oh yeah. Because we would have felt smarter. In fi- 15 years from now, all anyone knows is that we have a, an L next to that game. <laughs> that's, oh, correct. That's all that's going to matter. Well, well, yeah. When people are listening to episode, you know, 1100, mm. and we're still making the same mistakes, and Wentz, laying 10 right. against the Redskins. Wentz and Peterson still going strong. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Hayden's long gone from your life at that point. Oh, sure. He's just a, bit. a postcard here and there, maybe around the holidays. That's what I'm guessing. My boy was just like me. 
<laughs> That's right, man. You raised him. You know where he came from. <laughs> Just prepare yourself. I'll be there. Right. Yeah, I'll be a shoulder for you to cry on. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Because I'm assuming Melinda will have left you at that point, too. You're going to need all the friends you can get. If she fucking wises up, yeah. <laughs> God forbid. All right, Kate. It's not going to happen. Let's end it. Yeah, we're rambling now. We're rambling. Okay, well, listen, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Jeff, great job. And uh, as always, uh, why don't you sign us off here? Johnny Cakes, can you do me a favor? Put a smile on your face. It's a God of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a garden state of mind